Good morning. It's Tuesday, April the 14th, and we are reading through the Bible, our daily DBR, as we call it. We're in 1 Samuel chapters 15 and 16. This is a text that I know that you'll recognize as you start to read through chapter 15 because we have that famous line that to obey is better than sacrifice. What you need to remember is that Saul is simply making excuses for not being obedient when he should have done the right thing. He did the wrong thing when it was hard, and it was hard. Read the context. You'll see it's hard. And yet he makes excuses. Uh, to obey God is better than whatever excuse you might come up with. And Saul is good at coming up with excuses in this passage. But, uh, of course, we see that you better do what God asks you to do rather than try and justify why you're not doing it. And so this is a helpful passage. We see then in the next chapter, chapter 16, that God is going to choose David as the next king. And David, of course, is chosen by God as a man after his own heart, as we'll see many times throughout our Old Testament reading as it comes up. But we understand in the passage that instead of having a man that was head and shoulders above everyone else and everyone thought he was the right profile, we've got a boy who's a shepherd and he's the least among his brothers. And yet God says, another famous passage here in chapter 16, that he's looking at the heart. Man looks at the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. And this is a good reminder for us that what is on the outside or whatever kind of material or sociological or uh, you know, status success you might have, it's really about where your heart is and what your integrity is all about and whether you're honest with God and honest with yourself about where you stand with Him. So great Old Testament reading and also great New Testament reading, the second half of Luke 14, where we see counting the cost regarding Christianity. This is a great passage to read when you're thinking about evangelism. Uh, we need to make people count the cost. We need to tell them you don't sit down to build a tower unless you first calculate its cost. You don't go to war against another king, this ancient uh, parable, unless you know you have enough to defeat him. And if you don't, which of course we don't when it comes to us standing up against God and his truth, well, then you're supposed to concede. It's a passage about surrender. Uh, you've got to go and then give up all that you have, verse 33 of this passage, and say, uh, God is the winner. God is big. God's in charge. This is his world. And uh, I can't uh, go toe-to-toe -to -toe with him. It's about his will, not mine. It's about his agenda. He's going to be the judge. He's the king. And so we submit ourselves to him. And in losing our life in that case, in our minds, in giving ourselves over to God, we find our lives. Just a great, great passage that I think will be a motivation for your evangelism. Uh, the one another for today that I want you to think about is found in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, which uh, tells us that we are to admonish one another with all wisdom. That is a very, very helpful passage to think about what we need when we're going to admonish someone. That translates that Greek word we've talked about, nuthateo, uh, which is the word to exhort or to warn. Really, I like to think of it this way. It's kind of like preaching a mini sermon to someone who needs it. There's something going on in their lives. You're going to sit down seriously and say, here's what you need to know. Here's the thing you need to be careful about. Here's the direction you should walk. Christians don't like taking that role in other people's lives, but it is important that we do it with our friends at the right time. And in this passage, it says, do it with all wisdom. And that's what I want to add to what we've talked about in the past in terms of teaching or instructing one another. You need to have wisdom. The two things you need is the thing that we see in the first part of Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, which is you need to let the word of Christ richly dwell in you. 
And then I would just say that you've got to know the person you're dealing with or the problems of this person. You have to know people, you have to know God's word. If you've got those two things mastered, that really is the definition of wisdom. If I'm gonna admonish someone in wisdom, I gotta know the word and what it says. I've gotta have it dwelling in me richly. I've gotta think about it all the time. I've gotta have it infect, affect everything that I'm thinking and what I'm about to say. And then I need to know where that person's coming from. I need to know what their background is. I need to know the challenges of their particular issues in life. So I would exhort you today, I'd admonish you to admonish other people, do it wisely, do it carefully, do it diplomatically, do it insightfully, and we'll be on our way to exercising the one and others in scripture as God intended. So get to your Bible reading now. Be sure you enjoy uh, the context of these very famous passages in 1 Samuel 15 and 16, and that you really are motivated in your evangelism in Luke chapter 14. We'll get back to our daily Bible reading tomorrow.